Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au and I'm really excited today to be sharing live with you a journey of one of our Rocksteady members and I want to introduce you all to Jane from the UK. So welcome to the call, Jane. Hi, thanks Joey. Hi everyone. It's always a pleasure for me to meet people who are in my wider community and that's one of the most exciting things about running the live group calls and having the live participation in Facebook and then of course having people like yourself volunteer to go on video and chat and really share the journey. I'm a huge believer that stories help us heal and not rainbows and unicorns and faking it and like, oh, I'm fine, everything's great, but real stories, like sharing the real human reflection, insight, challenge and resilience building process is actually really needed. And there's so many people out there who are sitting at home going, I hate my symptoms, I hate my life. Why won't they just fall out of the sky and disappear? And why won't miracles happen? And why is this happening to me? And why can't someone fix me? And there's this real poor me externalizing process that most people go through, to be honest. And maybe you can share some of that yourself. But it's so important that we invite people to open up to going, right, how can I heal this? How can I take control of my life, shift my neural patterning and make choices that fire neurons that actually make me feel normal make me feel better, make me feel in control, confident, peaceful, calm, steady, and having an educated, methodical process to, to, to walk that journey. Now, what we don't know is how people's brains are going to adapt. Everyone is different. And the other things we don't know is people's mindset, people's expectations, um, habits, patterns. And I'd love you to share some of this yourself, Jane, but even just thinking you know, what supports do we have locally, you know, in terms of our family, our friends, um, you know, all of these things impact on the journey towards healing. And also the, the, the diagnosis is always going to be a very important part. And Jane's going to share a story of being diagnosed with both triple PD, persistent postural perceptual dizziness and vestibular migraine, which is a bit of a doozy, isn't it, Jane? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that has its own challenges and the fact that it's not a clean, clear BPPV or a clean, clear meniers or a clean, clear anything. There's uncertainty, there's comorbidity and invariably with triple PD and vestibular migraine, I, have, I have just, haven't even met Jane yet, but it's very likely there's going to be experiences of isolation and feeling experiences of, of depression or anxiety and um, these conditions are, are truly difficult to deal with and the question is how can we go beyond dealing it and beyond managing it and really overcoming it and healing it and this is a part of the, the story that Jane wanted to put her hand up and share because she's actually real-time going through it in self-study using Rocksteady so thank you for being so brave we love you already just for volunteering <laughs> do you want to share with you us your story of you know the onset the medical clearance process and how you came to actually saying I'm going to do self-study I'm ready yeah okay um, so I first started thinking about a year ago um, so I just passed my kind of anniversary so it's kind of a mid-October last mm -hmm. year and I kind of had a week where I just started feeling really not right and kind of had nausea and it was just 
kind of a bit weird and but then it would pass and I'd be like oh you know that's fine and then sort of on the Sunday I just remember kind of bam and just feeling like I was on a boat all the time and mm. you know really not good I was doing some gardening and I just was like I've just got to go and lie down this is just awful and um, so I kind of went to the GP who said I think what they say to a lot of people certainly in the UK um, it's labyrinthitis um, oh yeah pass go away you know rest up and and yeah wait a few weeks and you'll be fine but you know time passed and I and I wasn't fine so I had about six weeks where I kind of didn't really leave the house because I just felt mm. you know really sick couldn't really walk and I was fine to walking around inside but if I tried to go outside I was just really 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 strange and kind of funny um so we kind of went through that experience and as I wasn't getting better eventually ended up going to um ear nose and throat having all the tests yeah um having so had a hearing test um he also referred me for um the kind of the vestibular test so the follow the the vmg i think it is where you follow the light the red light Mm. um and with the water in the ears where they check your balance Mm. um, Um, and then i had an mri and it (coughs) came back um kind of fine um but i was left with this sort of vague kind of it's a vestibular thing you know but they didn't really pin it down kind of any further and then I was put on a program doing some vestibular reposition therapy that I did with the, so this is kind of now kind of January time and I mm. started that kind of program um doing all the kind of shaking the head and gaze stability and all that and I basically got better at doing the exercises a bit um but it didn't really have any knock-on effect into you know mm-hmm. what I could actually do in real life so I'd be kind of you know you know standing with my eyes closed or kind of um you know shaking my head at a kind of a, a gingham tablecloth with a letter on it um, mm. and I'd sort of go out into you know the town and still feel kind of terrible so um so just yeah. to recap because a lot of people mm. are going to relate to this and I've honestly heard this story a thousand times over <laughs> you've been proactive you've immediately gone to get medical clearance you followed the GP's instruction and given yourself six weeks of bed rest and being gentle and healing time, which is exactly what we expect to work for labyrinthitis. But if you don't have labyrinthitis, yeah. it's not effective. Yeah. Yeah. You've had the MRI, you've gone through the brutality of vestibular testing and getting calorics done and testing your eyes and vibrations and loud sounds. You've had a hearing test. Everything's come up with no abnormality detected. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're not feeling quite right, but the medical world's like, well, everything looks normal. There's no physical problem, right? Yeah. And then the diagnosis, and you've tried physical therapy, but because there's no physical problem, there's no labyrinthitis, there's no inner ear damage, the physical therapy is targeting a part of your body that's actually normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And being beautiful, whole, spiritual beings, we are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual mm-hmm. in our wholeness. And it can be, I'd love you to share with the listeners how you felt when all of your physical tests came up normal, like what was the feeling that dropped into your body when you got those results? So you're feeling crappy, you're spending all this time and money going through investigation processes and it comes back, we don't know. How did that feel? Yeah, I think it's, there's, it's like a double feeling. So on the one hand, you do feel relief because, you know, I didn't want to go into the MRI and, and find that there was something kind of really sinister in there. So you have to be grateful for that. Mm. On the other hand, you're kind of like, but if there was a thing that we could see and touch or know, mm. then, then you know, in my logical brain is like, well, then that can, you know, we can kind of, there's a plan for like how we're going to sort that. So 
I think after mm. that all kind of sank in, I was a bit lost really of like, well, where do I go from here? You know, no one, mm. you know, that kind of like nothing, nothing can really help me. But and I also think in my gut, I kind of, I, you know, I'd read a little bit about labyrinthitis online and the doc, you know, had an information sheet from the doctor and, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, you sort of read about non forum people had had spinning, like really quite like a dramatic onset. Mm. And I was like, that just doesn't sound like me. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> that's not what I've got like yeah I feel really you know strange but it's not it's not quite like that and I had had you know my ear felt very blocked and you know it was kind of I guess it made sense that maybe there was something with the ear but it didn't it didn't resonate so then I kind of um sort of pushed to see a neurologist which is kind mm -hmm. of where I was like that was April last yeah April this year and went and had an hour with him and then got the got the final diagnosis of vestibular migraine and triple PD which just very much I think yeah just really sat with that mm. fit for me with, with what I had mm. then I think even then I did you know like you say the diagnosis can sometimes help and sometimes it can't I got in a real brain spin of like well which one's which and when I'm feeling like this how do I know you know which which one that is and you know there's very much a limit or the need to treat the vestibular migraine so that you can recover from the, the PDPD um, and get that under control and I was you know I was like but if I can't work out like which bit it is and like it was, it was mm. just yeah, so it's kind of helpful to know, but on the other hand, it was it actually resulted in a quite a bit more anxiety and in a lot kind of really overthinking. Yep. Yeah. And can I ask a very brave question now? But how are yeah. you now at identifying, identifying with who you are as a person, as opposed to navigating these two big scary words and diagnoses? Mm -hmm. What's your relationship now to yourself that you're kind of in the rock steady process and still continuing? Yeah, so I think um, on the whole now, I don't, like I try, you know, it's, it's very much that doesn't, that which is which doesn't, it's here, it's, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter, it's not going to help if I can kind of rationally work that out. So I think that helps and also that doesn't, you know, it doesn't define who I am and I think, mm. you know, I think there was a real sense where I felt like I was losing myself and, and, mm. and because everybody is so lovely and in my world they ask me how I am a lot which is lovely but actually all it does is reinforce that's all you know that's all I am how are you feeling you know how's the stupid migraines and I was like you know ask me about you know the other stuff that's me and so it took me quite a while to kind of find mm. like myself again and who I was and you know actually all of the things that still made me me in September last year are still for me can, you know can you do that now like so with I just want to reiterate for everyone listening because this can be very confusing and there's subtle philosophies that kind of we learn little by little and you've gone through a few months of this now and people often get very fixated on their diagnosis but is it this, is it this, does your program help with this, does it help with that and at the end of the day it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is, right? what matters is you have medical clearance and you've seen a doctor and the doctors have done everything they can to check you're safe. Aim for medical clearance, not medical diagnosis. The diagnosis can actually handicap you, especially, I mean, I've seen so many people who become their many years. They're all about their many years. You know, I have many years, so I can't do this. I have many years, so I can't do that. Or I have migraine, I have triple PD. And so their whole languaging and their whole life evolves around their diagnosis and their symptom and their problems. But what needs to happen for healing is that you throw that out, hold that loosely, let that be one one hundred thousandth of who, of who you are. Mm -hmm. It's there, don't have to ignore it, but it's, it's one tiny piece of you. Notice in the present moment, what am I feeling? And in the present moment, you might actually be feeling calm and steady. 
And there will be moments, and hopefully Jane can share a few, where, where those moments of calm and steadiness and connection and truth and honesty and humility and vulnerability and control and confidence and capacity, we have them. And it's important we connect to those. And so rather than saying, I am my vestibular migraine or I am my triple PD and I'm freaking out and I don't know what the future holds and what if and what if and what if and what if and I can't do this and I can't do that. So rather than being in the catastrophe zone, to actually drop in and go, right, I've got skills and tools. Right now I want to feel calm, steady and centered, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to cultivate it. I'm going to go into that exercise or that resource or that tool and I'm going to become that. And my question for you is, are you starting to notice that there's more of you, that even though you may have some boat-like feelings or some sway, are you able to dance with your body, surrender to those sensations and actually tap into those other parts of you that are wholehearted? Yeah, I think um, I think I'm getting there. I think it's it's for me. It's a it's a real. It's been um, not a painful process. That's the wrong way of putting it. But it's been a challenging process of, of learning and recognizing that um, I found it quite hard. And I think I go back to um, and that's okay and that's fine. I'm you know I've got my L plates on and 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 that's that's good. And some of it I think's fallen more easily for me. And other bits I've really had to you know think quite deeply about and do. And I think for me coming you know, if you're working out, um, it sort of, is it module four with the desired feelings, actually sort of sitting, working those out. I kind of, I think I had a go at that, almost then got through to module six and then went back because I was like, actually, I haven't really, that's not, I haven't sort of connected, um, I think, grasped it fully or got exactly where I wanted to get to with what I was trying to feel. Um, Great. So I think now that I think, sorry. I would love to invite you now, if you can, um, just if you can, just close your eyes for a moment and just be with yourself. And I'm going to ask everyone listening to do the same. So if you want to hold your hands on your belly or your heart or your lap, wherever it feels nice and centered for you, so you just get into your zone of control and safety and just feel all the support around the world right now with you. And we all want you to heal. Everybody listening to this is like, we back you. We know your neural synapses want to change. And if you were a computer right now, we want to update the software. We want it to be 2018, the best ever, in control, happy, joyous, vital, energetic, healthy, courageous, balanced, adventurous. All of these things that are important to you, we want you to have them and to rewire them. So just feel into the potency of the support you have, the resources you have and the tools you have. And notice that no one else can do it for you. It's up to you to decide what neural synapses am I building today? What do I want to feel? Not what do I want to get rid of? Not what I don't want to feel. What do I actually desire to feel? And I want you to go into this potency of the present moment right now and clarify that for yourself because as you move forwards, having this knowledge clarified and streamlined is going to help you get the best out of your future so just breathe and feel and be patient with yourself there's no rush what do you desire to feel in your healed version of yourself today i think um it's a kind of so confident and capable of things that come up because I think they were things that I very much felt not <laughs> um, mm. kind of at the start. And then, um, and also 
with clear headed I think because I mm. often I struggle um yeah and relaxed just at ease which is yeah, yeah more than calm just at ease with with whatever <laughs> you know that comes yeah great so what I want you to do now yeah. is think in real time do you have any examples of feeling confident and capable mm. in your recent life? And do you have any examples of feeling clear-headed for yourself? And do you have any examples of feeling truly relaxed and at ease? And if you don't, don't worry because you're going to build that. But yeah. can, you, can you connect with times when you've actually been able to cultivate that? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely from before the time that I was ill, I can, I can think of some sort of memories. So I've, I did a master's recently, sort of having gone back mm. into, in education. And like, so I kind of um, think about, you know, a collect going, you know, be collecting the, the actual master's certificate for that, but also the process of writing my dissertation just mm. required a lot of, you know, I guess that clear headedness and, and feeling capable um, and, and yeah, and the confidence and just the, yeah, the confidence and pride in myself. That I felt when I collected that is just mm -hmm. yeah, feelings that, that really resonate. Um, mm -hmm. And I think at, at ease, I did, I think actually probably today I was doing, I did one of the audios, <laughs> um, the, uh, the, um, the extended self-care. Mm. So I, I was just really tired today. So I kind of thought, what do I need? So I'm just going to lie down. And I just went into that kind of beautiful, I was awake, but that beautiful kind of, parasympathetic state for a kind of I think it was probably I was probably there like about an hour and a half um, amazing just, and and it was just it was it was just one of those beautiful things where you think I've really managed to match up what my body needed <laughs> right then and done it and I just felt yeah completely at ease and you know because sometimes when you do things like that thoughts come in or but I felt I had a real um yeah real sense of ease and peacefulness um yeah. so what what i want you to do now is close your eyes again for a moment and i want everybody here listening to do this with jane but i want you to notice that at that point in time when you noticed right my body is telling me something and rather than potentially jumping into old patterns of like i shouldn't feel this way this is so annoying i just want to get on with my life i want to push through i want to go back to work and hang out with my friends and do this and do that and you know, the push 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 ignore 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 Instead of doing that, you were like, what do I need? How can I support my body? I'm going to go through and use this exercise that's called in expanding self-care. That feels like it resonates with where I am at the moment in my present reality. You clicked play. You surrendered to the process. You cultivated ease in your body and you relaxed into the present moment instead of fighting it. And what I want you to do now is to also notice in that process, was there any evidence that you had clear-headed decision-making process? Yeah, I mean, I guess I wasn't, I wasn't thinking too much because I wasn't, yeah, required to kind of be kind of using the language part of my brain, I guess, but I didn't, yeah, I, I guess I did because it, it, it I didn't sounds, feel confused or, yeah, I suppose I didn't feel It sounds to me that things. it was a, yeah. it was a, you listened to your body and you made a very clear headed, simple choice. And then keep focusing yeah. in and keep your eyes closed because I think that helps you connect with the feeling body yeah. instead of in the logic thinking brain, which is where we get stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And oh. notice <laughs> in that process of gifting yourself the parasympathetic nervous system activation and dropping into what you really needed. 
did that make you feel more confident and capable within yourself because you were like, right, feeling a bit shitty, but I actually know what to do about it. And this feels good. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think also I get like, I, I don't know what it is, but I get like sometimes when I'm lying down when I'm doing that, I get mm. like a sort of tingling mm -hmm. bits of my body. And, and, I, and I do, I, I, well, I don't know what it is, but I kind of, that feels like healing to me. And so that gives me a kind of confidence that I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, that Absolutely. I'm doing what my body needs. So yeah. I, Absolutely. I that. Arguably that's more neural synapses actually connecting and all, every tingling you feel, it's more of your body connecting because when we're in that vertigo or tinnitus or panic mode or catastrophe mode, which all the listeners here will resonate with, honestly, um, that's when we leave our body, right? We abandon our body because we're like, I hate this. I don't like what it feels like. This is not safe. I'm out of here. And we actually disconnect. We dissociate. We leave. And part of healing is we have to be able to drop back in and actually learn to feel and like feel the skin, feel the chair, feel the bed, feel the pillow, feel the clothes feel the breath, like get back into the body in the most simple way so that then the body and the mind can work as a team and we can stop abandoning each other. And the body's like, well, this is what I need and what I'm screaming for. And the mind's like, no, you're annoying. You've let me down. You're a failure. I'm just going to push on through and pretend everything's okay. And this is total disconnection. So what I want you to start to notice is you have this wholehearted self. And actually, your sensations in your body are a part of your perfect wholehearted self. So anytime you feel fatigue, listen to that wisdom. Gift your body support to nurture it through that sensation of fatigue and allow the energy and vitality and health to return. Invite it in. Cultivate it. Anytime you feel a sensation of disequilibrium, ask yourself, what in my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, is out of balance? Why am I feeling this disequilibrium? What message is in this that's helping me align to my truth? And use that to make confident, capable, clear-headed decisions that feel at ease. And what I want you to do right now is to notice the maturity in your rock steady practice right now compared to when you first began yeah. dabbling with module one, two, three, and it's all like, oh, get rid of symptoms and I need solutions and blah, blah, blah. And our headspace isn't ready yet, right? We can't go deep enough to drop into the heart and really align. And so as you just connect into the real feeling of this, what wisdom and messages and support or encouragement could you offer listeners out there who are feeling impatient, feeling like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere? <laughs> Help them understand that transition between doing Rocksteady and really becoming rock steady because there is a difference. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it, it does go back to that idea of not of doing what your body says that it needs. And I think I, I really, um, the audio about the opening up and listening within, is that the right one? Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that was actually transformational for me, I think, when I found it um, on the bonus audios because... I think it enabled me to begin to sort of find rather than kind of like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing module one and I'm doing the things mm. from that because that's what I'm supposed to do these couple of weeks. It, it was about me kind of realizing actually it's about, yeah, choo choosing what 
what my body needs and I think I'm quite I don't know I feel I feel like I am guided quite a lot to to the thing that I need to do like I, I'm quite yeah I, I sometimes think I just sit and think what is it what is it that I need and go to it and and I often you know and that's the thing that will I you know hear the message that I need to hear or um, I love I need I love that and I often even say to my beautiful balance clients I, I really believe in divine timing mm-hmm. you know People come to what they need at the time they're ready to hear it. And I've had a bunch of private clients who have gone through the rock study process, gone through it all the way again, gone through it all the way again. And every time they go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into their wholeness, their healing and their happiness. And it's this process where the foot, and sometimes they'll say to me, gosh, the first time I listened to this audio lesson or this recording or this group call or whatever, they're like, I just... I heard it with different ears. Like I took a, the, the whole message was completely different. And then when I went back and listened to it again, I was a different person and I was hearing it with different ears and I was taking it in in a different way. Mm. And so it's like this idea that we only hear what we're ready to hear. And I love, I often say the same thing. It's like go through the program and let it jump out at you because there's so much there and you could spend two to three months on each module easily. I mean, it's very dense. And it's not all about physical exercises, and people who focus only on physical exercises really don't get the best results. I haven't done any actually. I think yeah. and it was yeah. I um, I think and that was something because I'd already done the VRT and I just you know saw all the other stuff and I was like, that's what I need. I don't need all this other stuff. And then I think like a, a few months, like a month or so later, I think you did a there was a, another interview with somebody or an audio where you said PPPD don't do exercises, and I kind of and it was quite nice to sort of have that like to be reaffirmed in that way that oh, I listened to my body and because that's what I thought I needed. But actually, mm. you know, yeah, that was, um, yeah. So I, I, I do the body scan, but I don't do, I don't do any, anything else. Yeah. And the truth is, and this is really important for people listening. If you can take a staircase, if you can do housework, if you can go to the supermarket, if you can get your mail, if you can walk the dog, like if you can do basic things in daily life, you don't need vestibular exercises. The only time we need them is if we actually can't put on our shoes. We mm-hmm. can't unload the dishwasher. We can't turn our head, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it, there's a, a six-week period, as your GP correctly told you, where we expect the retraining of those vestibular and spinal reflex muscles and neural pathways to rehabituate and readapt and compensate. And beyond that six-week process, once people are out and about and walking and talking and staircasing and dressing and houseworking, they really don't need the physical stuff for those reasons. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to go back through the physical exercises and this will be something I'll encourage you to do. Go back through them not with the purpose of overcoming dizziness. Go back through them with the purpose of cultivating confidence in your body regardless of the physical posture you're in. Mm-hmm. Go back with the idea of cultivating relaxation, ease and clear-headedness. I mean, the releasing neck tension audio from module one really is essential. That's something we all need to come back to, I think, always, because we, we do hold tension in the body and we have to learn to identify it and release it from within. Yeah. And think of it as an internal massage. Instead of relying on others to release mm-hmm. our tension, mm-hmm. we learn how to be patient with ourselves. So the physical exercises are actually incredibly important for tinnitus people and they have no dizziness. They have to reconnect back into their body. Why? Because they've abandoned it. Mm-hmm. So the physical exercises do have a place, but I think you're spot on that triple PD people often overly focus on them, overly burn out, mm-hmm. deplete their confidence, 
it's not what they need. They need the mental, emotional, spiritual stuff first. That's the heart of the healing. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any light bulb moments that you want to share with people where you just started to think like, oh, my God, I'm getting this? Because you have made a significant improvement. Um, so you can be very proud of yourself. And, and have there been any moments where that's been kind of like, oh, it's, it's slowly but surely it's working? Yeah, I think there's a few. So there's one, I remember listening to one of the group calls that, that's on, on there. Um, I can't remember if it's number three, I think. Number three is like, I think my fave with all the, that's so rich and I've gone back to it a lot. But there was something on there where you're talking about, to somebody about um, being in the present moment. And, I, and um, the first time I listened to it, I remember, and I don't, I think you were really talking about not being in the future, but you mentioned something about the past. And I, what I, it just really landed with me that I think I'd been grieving my mm. past mm -hmm. as though I'd lost it and it had never happened which of course isn't true but I think in reality of me I was like well I'm like this now and I've lost all of that mm. and for me that was just a really like a releasing moment of just mm. I don't need to be sad for all of that all of that made me all those experiences made me who I am today that hasn't been undone um mm. and and like you know yeah and just to me I was just like oh and it was just really beautiful because it just it was like I just let that go without any effort. I didn't have to, there was no sort of process. It was just like, like a light bulb came on. I was like, oh, okay, that's great. I don't need to, yeah, I don't need to carry that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, how did, so that, how was, did that, that feel, fun. that effortless surrender of letting that old grief go? How did that feel afterwards? Uh, it just felt like kind of a, like a lightness that I think also just a, um, Yes, yeah, it's like a freedom, I think, as well, mm. of just feeling, yeah, like I'd really let something go that I wasn't carrying around anymore. Thank um, you. Yeah, it was sort of weighing me down and tiring me, actually, because I was putting mm. so much energy into this sort of grief of something that actually I hadn't lost at all. Yeah, and, you know, for people mm. who are out there dealing with fatigue, I guarantee you you're holding on to emotional baggage and beliefs that, is, that are draining you. And I love how Jane just shared, when we release them, it can be effortless because we're ready and there's that alignment to our truth where we're like, oh, I'm not that person anymore and I don't need to be. I mean, even when we're healthy and alive and well and, you know, there's nothing to complain about too much in life and life's good, mm -hmm. even in those circumstances, our body is replenishing and replacing itself every day. Like our cellular system, our plasma, our skin, our tissues, like things are actually dying and rebirthing, dying and rebirthing within us all the time. I'm not the woman I was yesterday. But the woman I was yesterday has made me who I am today. Yeah. And so arguably, yes, we can grieve what we no longer are. And that's fine and healthy and perfect, right? But then that has to come to a point where we're like, oh, my goodness, I'm not that woman I was anymore. But now I'm this. Like, celebrate. And to, to come into that place of presence and really standing in, reclaiming, taking back control and saying, this is who I am. Yeah. This is how I feel. This is what I want. This is what I desire and this is what I can do. Mm. It's to really reclaim that <clears throat> sense of presence instead of mm. what if, what if, what if future and why, why, why in the past. Yeah. Both of those inhibit neuroplasticity. Synapses change in the present moment. So if people are not trained and coached and guided and mentored into how to cultivate presence, they're stuck for life with their symptoms. Like it's nothing's going to change. So congratulations on being where you are and cultivating your confidence, capability, clear-headed, relaxation and ease. And I really hope as you go back through Rocksteady 
<clears throat> and continue this journey. Some people go through Rocksteady weekly, <clears throat> excuse me, others each two weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, which is what I recommend because the modules are incredibly dense mm. and I think slow and steady forces us to go in that little bit deeper and connect with the heart instead of being logic land and checkboxing and got to do this and got to do oh, that. Which is my, yeah, I'm completely like, yeah, I had to, I actually use the, um, the parasympathetic exercise from the recent live group call. I kind of tried to, I did it with my logic brain because I just had to say, like, you've, you've really stepped up because I needed you. I needed you to kind of fight for myself and take me to the urologist and, you know, that's mm. great. But seriously, I really need you to kind of go back down now because you know, mm. it's actually, I really just felt it was inhibiting me because it's trying to, it sees me still being ill as a, as a, as a continual kind of thing that it needs to fix. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's not helping. <laughs> it's like a project it wants to solve and essentially yeah, yeah, you're, you're saying to it, this mm. project is complete. Mm. I'm now working on cultivating my desires and my health and my confidence. I'm no longer trying to solve a problem. Yeah. Like, case closed. <laughs> yeah. and that and it's really helped actually like since i did that it was last week i think it's just that's like another step you know to sort of yeah mm. on, the, on the on the journey yeah. amazing well are you hoping to go back to work you said you finished your master's yeah so i, I do i work i had some time off when i was first ill and my my work had been amazing and let me do very kind of part-time hours so i'm now mm. and then i've since september i've changed so i now work two and a half days a week but across five days so that i can factor in resting and, and, and doing what I need to do so amazing that's, that's my plan um to try and keep doing that and just weighing up and I think so if we've got time the, the other thing was actually at that point in the modules was when I was having to decide how many hours I was going to do in July through September and I'd got in my head I wanted to do three and a half or three because I it was that whole because I thought I would have made more progress by then I thought I would be better mm. just all of the stuff I can't remember where I was in the modules but I was just listening to so much stuff about what does your body need and I was just you know and I just was it, it just really empowered me to say I can't do that and that's okay what I could the amount I think I can do what my body needs is is more like two or two and a half days and it kind of just mm. gave me the confidence to to kind of not mm. do what maybe my employer was expecting or do what I thought I should do but actually do the, the right amount and I think that well done that, that was really good and believe me you are going to feel the benefits of slowly and steadily trusting your body because if you were to do that three days a week or three and a half or four days a week or heaven go for the full five days you're likely to lead back into burnout and nervous breakdown yeah. and lose all of that faith and trust in yourself again and you know get back into that black pit of despair so it's so important that we honour and trust the present information our body's giving us rather than going, well, someone else said I should do this, so therefore I'm going to ignore what I feel and I'm just going to do what I think I should yeah. do because other people are telling me how to live my life. Like, it doesn't work like that. So congratulations for honouring yourself and I really hope you reap the benefits and I feel that as you deepen your rock-steady journey as you go back through another time, and you can really never stop learning. The process is all about going and listening to the body. And on that note, I've had, you know, um, physiotherapists, psychologists, yoga teachers, tai chi teachers, qigong teachers, spiritual healers, psychic mediums. I've had all these people say to me, you know, can I get anything out of Rocksteady because, you know, I'm a professional. I've got this training. Like, is this going to help? And I'm like, of course, because it's about listening to your body. It's not about books and training and protocols and regimes and agendas and rituals right they're all external 
it really doesn't matter where you are in your life or how many degrees you have. Um, the process of rock steady is about inquiry, insight, and listening. And the more we go through it, the more we hear, the more we receive, the more we grow. And so I just think it's really beautiful that you've been able to share with us. I feel like this is your pit stop. <laughs> Yeah. And you're slowly but surely rewiring your system. And I really hope you reach a point where you no longer even have VM and triple PD. You outgrow it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah, that, was, that would be great. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just trying to find that peace with where I am today. And that's, you know, that's mm. my, my work in progress. And, yeah. And doing, but I feel like I'm further there than I was. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see already. Yeah. So this has been a really lovely sharing of the Rocksteady process and thank you so much for your honesty and letting us be your pit stop and letting us support you. If there's ever any doubt in your mind that you can't overcome this and you feel like you've got to deal with it or live with it, tap that out. Like honestly, open up the door to truly healing. And little by little, and it can take years, you know, it's not always a quick fix, mm -hmm. but always open up the door to letting it go. In, and in that effortless way that you let go of that grief of the past, like let go of the diagnosis and the symptoms, um, as, as I've seen many of my clients do, allow yourself to really step fully into your power of being Jane, wholeheartedly. Just as you are perfectly imperfect in life. Beautiful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I know I'm going to get emails of people. <laughs> <laughs> how's jane going i want to hear from jane so you know it would be great if you could keep us posted you're part of the facebook group and yeah. the live calls um we'd love to keep hearing how your insights are dropping and dropping deeper and deeper yeah i'd love to yeah that's great, great. thank you for being so brave today I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. If anybody out there listening wants to go through this process that Jane has been sharing, it's the Rocksteady self-study program. You do it at home. It's in-home therapy. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and it gives you an education and a methodical process to learn how to rewire your own neurology so that you can feel the way you want to feel it's not rocket science it's not a miracle it's not a magic pill it's not a device it's an education resource if you feel ready to use it and you're resonating with what jane's gone through go to seekingbalance.com.au you can book an initial consultation with me if you'd like to work with me in private therapy or like jane you might decide i want to do this from home i want to do it myself and i've got this go the self-study process rocksteady is irreplaceable and there really is no substitute, no generic program or external therapy replace talking to your body and listening to your body like Jane's discussed. So what a gift. Thanks again, Jane. No, uh, that, yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. And so bye for now. Bye.